Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts, Melanin Edition. Thanks for tuning in. I'm doing something a little different today that I've never done before, but I wanted to give it a try. I am doing a live recording on Clubhouse as well as, you know, recording with you guys. So um, I did this because I wanted people to be able to ask questions if they had questions or chime in during the conversation. And I just wanted to give it a try. I thought it'd be cool and we'll see where it goes from there if it works. And yeah, so right now I have one person in my room. I'm pretty sure more people will start trickling in once they get tired of being in those other toxic rooms. So I first want to thank everyone for listening and tuning in. This is the Trade trade Experience Part 3. And um, if you have not listened to Part 1 or 2, um, please you know, go ahead over and listen to Part 1 or 2 when you get the chance because Part 1 or 2 is pretty juicy. Um, just to recap... Uh, Just to recap, part one and part two is about, um, of course, it's about the whole um, dating down low man and the whole deal experience. And part one and two, I spoke about a specific guy that I've been dealing with and um, yeah, and how that has progressed and, you know, how our relationship has progressed um, sexually which is all it is. So definitely listen to part one and two, but part three, I wanted to talk about my truly like where the, um, for me, the infatuation with download man began for me. Um, if you are coming into the room on clubhouse, I'm doing a live podcast recording. So if you want to come up and listen and chime in, you can, if you just want to stay in the audience, that's perfectly fine. Um, but it is live on my end. Um, so, um, um, if you have any questions, you could definitely ask me and I will, you know, discuss it while I'm recording the podcast. So um, that's what that is. So you can definitely um, come up or get off mute if you have any questions or need clarification of what I'm saying at any time. So where do I start? So um, as I said, on the, as, at the end of the last episode, I actually said the person's name because uh, at this point, I don't give a fuck. Uh, he's been a toxic person in my life for uh, at least 10 years now, at least 10 years. Um, his name was Dorian. So the funny thing of how I met him. So, um, for those of you who are old enough to remember or ever use this uh, platform back 10 years ago, there really weren't many hookup apps, um, you know, to meet people. Um, I mean, it was Adam for Adam. There was BGC live and um, there was also um, Craigslist. Now, y'all may say, the fuck, who goes on Craigslist for a hookup? <laughs> you would not believe. I mean, if you remember, there was some Craigslist murderer shit going on. So Craigslist was definitely used for a hookup app, a hookup to hookup. So I was on Craigslist and um, back in my day day um, when I was <laughs> very reckless with my life. And I, you know, had an ad and a guy responded to it and his name was Dorian. So the thing that really interested me about Dorian was, 
you know, he wasn't this tall, buff guy. He was like very, he was like my height or a little shorter. He was scrawny, but he, you know, he was cute. You know, he was cute and he was like average. Like I like average looking men. I don't like, you know, those Instagram models or back then MySpace models, Instagram, whatever. I don't like that type of guy. Um, I like regular everyday looking guys. And he was one of them. And again, I think what also attracted me to him was the fact that he was attracted to me. And, you know, I'm big and I was bigger then than I am now. So I was definitely very much excited to get to know him. Um, Mostly because I actually let me take that back. I was excited to fuck him. Like, just be honest. I was excited to really engage in sexual in, uh, sex um, in sex with him because he liked me. I didn't take the time to really get to know him. I didn't take the time to build a relationship or chemistry with him or talk to him. I was just excited that I found someone who was attracted to me at my size. And regardless of how, how he was as a person, I didn't care at the time. I did not care about how he was as a human being. I was just excited that someone was interested in being with me. Uh, definitely had low self-esteem around this time. And so that's how that happened. Now, I'll be honest with you. I do not remember our entire first encounter. What I do remember about Dorian is that um, he he just had a baby. Um, I think his baby was like six months. His baby was like six months old at the time. So, you know, he he just had a baby. Um, he was, and when I say download, he was like download, like back then, like it wasn't no, you know, getting his phone number, texting him at that time. It was like the only way we linked up was if I emailed him, you know, and, or he messaged me on, on via email. Um, and that's how we would, you know, hook up. Uh, he would come over to my house. Uh, I had my own place. Um, he didn't, he would come over and we would link up. Now, the funny thing about Dorian is we didn't have sexual intercourse a lot. It was very much so, you know, sucking his dick and he kept it moving. You know, we kissed and all those things, but it was really about just getting him, like pleasuring him. It was all about satisfying him. There was never a moment you know, during our early stages where he satisfied me, there was none of that. It was um, all about pleasing him. I want to say within the 10 years of me knowing or dealing with Dorian, we probably have had intercourse probably three, maybe four times, maybe four <laughs> out of 10 years. It was all about pleasing him. So it was all about giving him head and getting him off. And that's it. Um, and I was fine with that. Like I was fine with that at first. And I started to really develop something for, uh, for Dorian. I started to really want to, I started develop developing feelings for him. Like it got to the point where he was always at my house. I knew he had a baby mama and all those issues, but he was like, you know, I, of course I, I, I couldn't be around his family. I couldn't be around his friends. I couldn't meet anyone in his life. Um, his uh, he brought his son over my house before as a baby <laughs> and I would like let this man use my car while I watched the kid like I was like gone for this man 
And it was simply just because he liked me. Like it like if I the way I look at Dorian now is he has absolutely nothing to offer anybody <laughs> romantically. Like he is not that nigga. And I really allowed him to believe he was simply because I had low self-esteem. And so I started to really develop this fake life with him. Like I really just started I I really I went into the situation believing that everything that I was doing with him was normal. Like this is normal. This is normal behavior. You know, we finally exchanged numbers and things like that, but you know, it you know, it got to the point to where he always needed a ride. He always needed money. You know, he had jobs and things like that. He was like a party promoter as well as he worked like at, um, he worked at LA Fitness, um, X, um, I think it was Bally's back then. Bally, he worked at Bally's, LA Fitness and all that shit. So, um, I really allowed myself to believe that this was a relationship, this was a relationship and I had to just allow him time to come out. Like, you know, like don't rush him, Cordero. He's going to come out, you know, it's in his own time, you know, just don't rush it. So I was comfortable with this knowing he was still fucking with his baby mama. You know, he was still in his mind. He was still a straight man. You know, he was, you know, he, he claimed I was the only person that he was ever attracted to that was of the same sex, um, you know, and he was attracted to me because I still was very feminine and all those things. When I have to admit, I was very fit. I was more feminine back in the day than I am now. Um, I think now I have um, a good, um, a, um, probably like a 60-40 balance of masculine and feminine energy. But back then it was like 80-20. <laughs> a bitch was mask. A bitch was feminine in all in all areas <laughs> of my life. And he said that that was something he, he was attracted to because he, he kind of still felt like he was with a woman and all those things. I was fine with it. Hey, whatever you like is what I'm going to go with. Now, I was still, you know, fucking and dealing with other men. Not, I didn't just give, just dedicate my whole time to him, but I allowed, I, um, I moved forward with other relationships based on him. So I liked a lot of guys because of him and like other guys that operated the way he operated. I gravitated to them because in my mind, this was the right thing to do. This was, this was a relationship. Like you couldn't tell me he wasn't my man. Like you could not tell me Dorian it wasn't my man because in my mind, this is how you operate with, you know, he's down low, you know, this is, this is what we got going on. We're in a relationship. So what started to be a problem for me was, um, the fact that there were times that I wanted him there and he wasn't available. I wanted him around. He what he couldn't be around. You know, um, I had some, you know, important changes in my life that were happening. You know, I decided to have weight loss surgery. I had to move. I was in job transitions. I was still in school. I'm getting my um finished she's trying to finish up my my other bachelors and I didn't have his support and you know 
I I couldn't really reach out to him at certain times when I needed to talk to someone because he was with her or he was with his family and he would get very upset at me for reaching out to him during those times. And so that's when I started to feel like, you know, you know, I'll never be number one in his life, which was what what came, how I came up with the title to my book. I felt like he never put me first and he never could put me first, but I, I don't know what to do without him. So I just kept taking it. I just kept allowing him to use me. I kept allowing him to come and go in my life as he pleased. You know, it would, it could be months when I wouldn't hear from him, but he'll pop up and, you know, come over and I would allow him, I would allow him that. And, you know, every time I thought I could walk away from him, you know, it would be, you know, he was very calculated. He was very calculated in how he would disappear out of my life and pop up. He always popped up when I was the most vulnerable. Always. Like, it was like clockwork with him. Like, it would be months, I'm fine, and then I start feeling a little lonely, and then all of a sudden I get a text message, and it's him. And, like, clockwork, I would respond and, you know, go to him and, you know, jump at his back and call and just, you know, go to him, do what he wants and, you know, allow him to do that. You know, he had this whole thing where he would want to come, he he would want me to hang out with him and do small talk and shit like that. Then all of a sudden he puts my hand on his dick and now all of a sudden I'm sucking his dick and then he's gone out the car. So he definitely knew how to, how to use me. He knew how to, what to say. He knew what to do because he knew that I was weak and he played on that. You know, he could say all day long, like he, we've had conversations, you know, recently, more recent where he said that, you know, he knew I was the one he wanted to be with. You know, he kept struggling with, you know, telling his family. He kept, you know, you know, he, he said that all day long. I believed it. But part of me does not. I didn't believe him. I mean, I don't believe him now looking back at it because I truly believe he never had any intentions on coming out and being himself. Now, I know he's grown sexually, you know, and, and recently I, I know he's 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 um been with trans women now. Like he's definitely grown sexually, but he's still not out. And. So I, I just don't know. So I, I allow, again, let me go back. So I allowed him to do what he wanted to do for years. And I when I say years, years, I allowed this man to come and go in my life as he pleased. I mean, the last time I had sex with him, well, again, we didn't have, well, oh, we did have sex that time. So, shit, it was 2020. So he has been in my life consistently for 10 plus years. And I, I'm at a point where now, I have like I, I can be honest with y'all. Now I have no desires to ever be with this man. Um, it's to the point where he's like, "Baby, I've had better. I've had bigger." So me, <laughs> I think that's kind of what messed him up for me when I started to grow as an adult and grow more into um, things I like to do sexually. And once you find that one person that meets all of your sexual needs. At that point, you're going to only want better than that or that. 
you're not going to want to go back to just the basic bullshit you used to get years ago. And he, okay, his dick wasn't even that big. It was decent. Don't get me wrong, it was decent, you know, and it was cool. But once you have experienced really good dick in all forms of it, you're not going to want to go back. You aren't going to want to go back. Hi, if you have come into the room, well, oh, okay. Um, they both left, but that's cool. So I'm going to keep um, recording. But I have experienced some amazing, um, amazing dicks since him. And so because I've experienced amazing dicks since him, I'm not going back. Like, that's just stupid to do. And I'm not that desperate anymore. I'm not that vulnerable anymore. Um, I'm not that naive anymore to say, I'm going to go back to you simply because, you know, we have a history. You know, all history ain't good history. Let's just say that all history ain't good history. So the thing about him and why I think for possibly the rest of my life, I'm going to be so, um, he's going to be a memory is because I definitely based a lot of my relationships going forward on him. You know, he was the most consistent man in my life, regardless of, you know, you know, where we were in life. He was the most consistent. And I think I looked at every relationship or every situationship after him and during him and wanted that, you know, not knowing that I deserved better, not knowing that I deserved um, to be happy. I mean, in my, in, in my mind, that was happiness, you know, <laughs> you know, being with him, being with him in those moments, that was happiness. And I, what else could I compare it to? You know, like what else could I honestly compare it to? I mean, everybody, everybody was a down low fuck boy. So, you know, when I had a consistent one and someone who, you know, said, said what, you know, said he loved me and said all these other things to me, that was love to me. That was happiness as fucked up as it was that I was happy or I thought I was. And I have to admit I have to be honest with myself. I was happy. Even though I had lonely moments, I was happy knowing that someone loved me or so even if it was using me, whatever. In my mind at that moment, I was being loved. Him wanting me to do whatever to him sexually. I felt like I was I was that was love because I didn't think I was beautiful. So the fact that I didn't think I was beautiful and I found someone who you know, allow me to, you know, pleasure them at, for, at any moment, you know, to me, that was a big deal. And be, that to me is what, and at that time, I thought was love. I mean, even all the way up to last year when I still fucked with him, you know, which is, <laughs> which was only because the man lived 500 feet away from me. And that was just, just like, like I don't know why God was laughing, playing with me last year, having this man live so goddamn close to me. But you know, even our last encounter was it was tragic. It was like the nail in the coffin for me. You know, he started 
he started using drugs and all these other things, you know, during sexual encounters and stuff. And this stuff is I'm not interested in. And I just looked at him like, I'm, not, I'm really not attracted to you no more. There's nothing about you that I'm attracted to. You know, he's, he's, he's still texting me. He's been trying to come over here recently. And I'm not, no, I, I have told him, no, like I'm not interested in him. And I think he's gotten the message. He hasn't hit me up, but the growth, <laughs> the growth, like I have to acknowledge and appreciate the growth because baby, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I probably, I would have threw myself at him. I, 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 you know, I was, you know, I was last year, just last year, I was still, you know, throwing it at him. And I have to just be honest and admit that I was fucked up. I was truly fucked up. And, you know, I still have messages from him. Like, I still, I need to delete that shit. But he has a special place in my heart. Um, Again, my first book that I wrote called I Will Never Be Number One in His Life, The Story of Dating Down Low Men, Volume One. That title came up because of him and every guy after him. Every guy after him was never emotionally available for me. None of them. I was always emotionally available for them. I was financially available for them. I was available for them sexually, but they were never available for me. And I had to realize I will never be number one in a down low man's life. Not second, not even third. You know, because that's not real love. There's no way that is something that is real. Because if it's real, it's not going to make you hurt. If it's real, you're going to feel protected. And I don't feel a sense of protection from them. They are good for one thing, and that's a nut. They're good for one thing, and that's the a, a good fuck. If some of them are good for that. So I had to realize that, you know, there are, and understand that there are some struggles that down low men go through. There are some down low men that truly don't want to be. They don't want to be. You know, their environment causes them to, you know, be the way they are. You know, the situations that they are in now causes them to be where they are. But that's not my, um, that that has nothing. To, I have to understand that when you are dating down low men, you have to, it, you, you have to really take, them out of the equation and get what you want to get out of it. Um, so that's what that, so I have to learn that when you are dating these men, get what you want out of it. If you want to just fuck them, that's totally fine. Own, own yourself, own the fact that you want to have sex with them. Don't make it so much about what you are doing for them. If you, if you constantly go into it about pleasing them, you are going to get tied up in that whole um I'm I'm doing whatever I can for them. If you're going into it like, look, I only want to fuck with you because I want some good dick. I want to get my I want to get a nut off. I want to feel that shit grip. If you go into it focusing on you and what the fuck you want out of it, you will not 
catch feelings, you won't have any type of uh you won't want anything from the ass. They you gonna get what you gotta get and get the fuck out. Tell them to leave, you leave wherever you're doing. But that's how I had to start dealing with these niggas. Because the moment you show any type of emotion, they are going to grab onto that from you and run with this shit. Once they know you are emotionally invested in them, they are going to run with that shit and they are going to use it. They are going to use that shit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you from firsthand experience. Hi uh, to the person who just came into the room. This is a live podcast recording. You are more than welcome to come on stage if you have anything to say. If you want to talk to me, ask me questions, you can. If you just want to listen, that's fine. I am going to be wrapping the episode up um, in, a, in a few, but you can definitely come up if you want to. I'm not going to say your name, but you can come up if you want. Um, So... Dorian, th- this person, Dorian, like I said, that's his name. I have no problem saying his fucking name. Um, he already knew the song. My song is about him, my 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 book. So he he knows that I have said his name in multiple spaces. He has, he was the first, I want to, he wasn't the first download man that I dealt with, but he was the first one that I developed an emotional connection to. And once he had that emotional um, tie, once he had that emotional chain attached to me, it was really hard for me to get away. It was hard for me to let go. Mind you, like I told y'all asses, I've been dealing with him for 10 years and just stopped really officially being done with him just last year during the pandemic. I and I and, and to this day, I promise you, I have no desires to go back to that man. But I'm just letting you know how long his hold was on me. And how I shaped all my relationships and situations after him based on him still. Because I re- when I say I really felt for him, you know, he, his lies about why he couldn't come out, his lies about, you know, he couldn't tell the mother of his child and why he was scared to tell her because she'll keep the baby away from him and all that, which is quite possibly true because people do shady and dumb shit. So... I, I felt for him. So I said, I'll just stay quiet. I'll just stay quiet. You know, we don't have to tell anyone this. We don't have to do any of this. But you know what? He never took me out. We never went anywhere. We never did anything. It was very, It was only surface with him. And it was sur- surface with him, meaning just sex. And I don't know who you are, but I don't know anybody who can just really just, I'm not a person who can detach myself emotionally from sex from the same person for a long time. After, after for me, so many times I'm going to cut it off because I know I can get um, emotionally involved and I don't want that. So I cut it off before it gets to that point. But with him, I didn't cut shit off. I mean, I had sex with him in the car. I had sex with him. Now, this was the kicker. He had a house that he told me he bought. You know, he had his own business and stuff. I saw the businesses and stuff. I went to the house. The house was too well put together for me to be his house. It definitely had a woman's touch to it. And we all know how a house has a woman's touch as far as a certain smell as far as a certain um, neatness to it. And, uh, you know, you could tell the way a woman um, 
um, um, has the towels in the bathroom. Like, you could tell when it's a man versus a woman. And I allowed him to keep up with this lie that this was his house. He lived by himself. Comes to find out this man was um, engaged with a woman. Um, she had a she she he had another he had a baby with this woman, and I was at his I was at their house. I don't know what the fuck this bitch was at. I don't know if she was working out of state. I don't know what the hell she was, but she was never there, never in sight while I was there. Didn't never saw, didn't even seem like a woman lived with him. But you could tell a woman has been there. Um, and he had a whole baby with her, and I still allowed him to <laughs> do everything that he did and i didn't ask questions that's how deep sometimes you can go in with some of these down low men um and i allowed it like i can't put the blame on him i you know i still allowed you know certain things to happen and i was i was devastated many a nights because of his behaviors devastated many a nights and I was at a crossroads when I decided to officially leave him alone because, again, he um, he has been a staple in my life. And a lot of my actions were based off of how he interacted with me, based on, you know, my views and thoughts on men. So it took it didn't take a lot. It didn't take a lot for me to officially leave him alone. But over the years, it was a struggle. It really was a struggle that I was going on. That was going on with me inside. Um, that was going on. That was going on with me internally, because I had a problem letting him go. Because in sight, I didn't. I didn't see nothing else. Poss- I didn't see any other possibilities with anybody else. So. At the moment, I thought, do I leave him alone? I mean, hell, at least I know what kind of nigga he is. I know he's an inconsistent ass, you know, dumbass nigga that is going, that's a liar. I mean, I know that. So now that I know that about him and, you know, why not still fuck with him versus looking on the horizon and don't see nobody else in sight? That's how I was thinking. I was thinking I'd rather still deal with him knowing his baggage than to not have anyone at all today I don't feel that way (laughs) because his baggage was some bullshit his baggage stressed me the fuck out so I would rather just not deal with anybody than that shit but that I wasn't thinking like that then but I thank God for the growth I thank the Lord for the growth because can you imagine me still being in that mental space? Now, I'm not all the way healed from some of those thoughts. I'm not all the way healed from, you know, um, acceptance of myself and, you know, understanding how beautiful I am. I'm still struggling with self-love, but I'm not. But when I when I want my peace, I know when I want my damn peace. And it was there's nothing about him that brings me peace. So... Yeah, so that is, you know, what I have to say about my download man experience. And that's what I have to say about dealing with him, especially him, because he was the one of the first that really, that really um, drug me into that life of just dealing with them. 
Um, do I still fuck with them today? Yes, but I don't go into it emotionally invested in them. I go into it emotionally invested in myself and what I want. And if they can give me what I want for the, the for the the time the time that I need it, I'm all for it. Um, until I do find someone that I can, you know, just be with. But that's how I approach the asses now because I promise you give them an inch, they will take a mile and they will fuck and play with you emotionally if you allow them to. They're not stupid. They know what they're doing. You know, why change my entire life when I can just, you know, come fuck you and go on by my business and know that you're going to be there when I get back? Like, that's how they think. Like, why would they change up their entire life you know why would they leave their wife why would they leave their girlfriend baby mama like why would they do that Ch- tell their family why would they do all that changing when you are still giving them what they want you know you're still giving up the ass you're still giving up the mouth you're giving them you giving them money you know you give them you give them the emotional connection you're giving them everything that they want from you and they can still go back home to their family so why would they change so I don't approach it that way no more. I go into it getting what the fuck I want out of it and go by my business. And I would encourage everyone else to do the same, um, especially if you are, you know, you know, still, you know, entertaining them and, um, you know, stuff like that or whatever. But yeah, that's me. That That's my trade experience part three. So thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you for those who did come to the room on Clubhouse. Um, it was, there were a few people in the audience listening, but they did leave. But I thank you for everyone who's, who listened. And yeah, so catch you later. Thanks for listening. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I've talked about. I'll update you on um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics, any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed, or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode, I have an email address for you to do all of those things. The email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. So I'll spell that for you. Darrow, D-A-R-O-D-A-R-E-S-U. Darrowdaresyou at gmail.com. Send me an email.